we already know about Emmett Moorhead and Patrick Garwo and Christian Mahogany. Those names, we already know that they're going to be players you're going to want to monitor this summer in the spring. But who are the names that are kind of under the radar? Players that may have played a little bit and are looking for a bigger role, or they are just names you may not even be aware of. We're going to get into that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is AJ Black, Locked On BC. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Spring ball is here. We're really, we're in the thick of things right now as BC continues to work on their install in the spring, getting their players up to speed, getting them, you know, the younger players ready, getting, you know, the older players up for the upcoming 2023 season. And, you know, the, the Jeff Halfley has talked extensively about the up, uh, you know, the players that are ready, that are, what, what are they going to look like? What are they going to, um, be able to do for Boston College this upcoming year. But there are some players that we're not talking about yet. These are players that are um, under the radar. They are kind of the the lower end of, of the scale, the guys that you're not really aware of. Now, who are these players and what are we going to look for them for this, you know, for this upcoming season. Sorry, I had a little issue with my microphone there. I just realized that and I hopefully just fixed it. <laughs> but let's let's talk about this. Let's get into this. So who is one player that I'm looking forward to watching? I want to hear more about. I want to get to know where they're at. He's on the screen right now. And that, of course, is Matt Ryan. No, I'm kidding. He's on screen with Matt Ryan. And that is Jacoby Robinson. True freshman quarterback from Hendricks, Texas. Why am I interested in knowing about a freshman quarterback when most likely he won't be the starter or backup this year? Because of what Jeff Halfley and the recruits are already talking about with this kid. According to Halfley, and with this kind of comment, I don't think he's lying. He said that when they were having practice, Moorhead got all the start, most of the reps. Matt Reavy had uh, the second most, and then it was Peter Delaportis and Jacoby Robinson getting the third third and fourth kind of split up. But it was the ball coming out of Jacoby Robinson's hands that were impressing the recruits. He said he had multiple recruits coming over to him going, who's that guy? Um, And so that kind of talent, that kind of potential interests me. I want to know more, don't you? Like, don't you want to know what Jacoby Robinson can do? Because it was only, what, a year and a half ago that all of us went into the 2021 season saying, yep, it's going to be Phil Dracovic and it's going to be Dennis Grossell. And by the end of the year, who was the backup quarterback? True freshman Emmett Moorhead. You never know what's going to happen to your quarterback. And I don't know where Reeve's going to be at, but... I'm intrigued to see what, what Jacoby Robinson can do. Um, and he doesn't have the same profile as Moorhead when Moorhead got here because Moorhead uh, didn't play all that much. Robinson has played quite a bit. 
And he has the elite 11 talent behind him. So he's one name I want to look at. Another name on offense that I want to watch is Jude Bowery. Now, many of you who have listened to this podcast have heard of Jude Bowery, but many of you may not. Bowery is an offensive lineman from St. Francis Academy. He was thrown out there a few times last year, but he was also banged up. But why am I excited to see what Jude Bowery can do is because he packed on some good college weight. A lot of these offensive linemen got big. They got bigger, and that's good. And Bowery still had, I think he was like 270, 280 last year, and he's up over 300 this year. This is a kid that I thought with a little bit of seasoning could be a tackle for BC, and he's building up his body to get to that level. So I'm really interested to see what Jude Bowery can do. And I, I don't expect him to start, but just as like we've talked about all the spring, it's competition, right? What happens if Ozzy Trapilo is terrible? What happens if, you know, um, Logan Taylor, the transfer from UVA is not ready yet, or he's not what you want him to be. And some other player is kicking at his heels to get to that spot. Not a bad thing. And Jude Bowery might be that guy. So I think he would be my second offensive offensive player. And again, going a little bit with youth here, but I think those are two names I want to watch for. Another offensive player that I think I want to watch for is Lewis Bond. This is the best picture I can find of him. Lewis Bond is going to be a sophomore this year. Uh, this is his third year on, on campus. He, I thought when he came up last year and started playing that he was going to be a valuable member of this passing offense. And then he just disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he, you know, if it was an injury, what happened, but he strikes me as a wide receiver. That's going to be um, p- playing a bigger role. And we haven't seen it yet. We haven't, I don't know what his role is going to be because you have Jaden Williams and Joseph Griffin and Brian O'Keefe there, but he's going to play a role. And he's a guy that, like with Jaden Williams or even, or even Joseph Griffin, if they're not ready, could, could jump them. I think that Lewis bond is, is a name I'm very interested in watching. Um, and you know, right now he's probably like fifth or sixth on the depth chart. So he, he qualifies as an under the radar. Like when you're talking about wide receivers, not a lot of people talk about him because he disappeared last year, but Halfley brought him up. I think he's going to be a name that you're going to want to watch for. Also on the offense. I think this is our last one on my list. Uh, no, I get two more is Alex Broom. Again, under the under the radar, maybe, I, I might be losing you here with this word because maybe Broom is not technically under the radar. I mean, he did have that huge game against Louisville, but he wasn't consistent throughout that season. We saw blips and blurps of it, but with that offensive line playing the way like they did, he didn't really do that much. Now, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm going to put up on Eagle Insider a clip of the video of him talking. I talked about the workouts and the weight that these guys put on to get to college weight. Halfley's talked about this too. They look bigger. This dude looks like he, I don't know, like his arms look huge. He was like a thin 180 last year. I don't know what his weight is now, but his arms look like, I don't want to say like AJ Dillon, but like bigger back arms. He put on a ton of muscle. Um, so I'm interested to see. I hopefully it doesn't take away from his speed, but nothing. It's not bad to get a speedy back that has a little bit of oomph to him too. Right. Uh, so that, I, that piece right there more than anything is what I want to see. I want to see what he does there. I want to see what, what that muscle does in terms of um, his, his burst and what he can do And our final 
under the radar offensive player or player that I want to see that we're not talking about a ton is Jeremiah Franklin. Jeremiah Franklin uh, as Halfley said, was a, a tight end that they just had to throw out there last year because of injuries to George Takis and a lack of depth on this roster. He didn't – even Halfley said he struggled a lot last year. I think we could all agree that Jeremiah Franklin had a rough freshman year, right? He also has put on weight. He's up to about 250, I think, if I read that correctly. So he's bigger. That's a good size for a, a, a tight end. And I think the hope is that he learned by trial by fire last year that, you know, as a true freshman, getting those reps will be valuable for him because I, I, the reason I put him on here is because we aren't talking about him because he had a bad year last year, but I think there's potential here and I can't wait to see what he does with a little bit more seasoning behind him because I think there's more there. I think BC's got something and I'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what they do. Uh, to, to really bring up his potential for, for the upcoming year. Now, in a moment, we're going to flip it all over to the defensive side. As I look at five names of players that maybe we're not talking about that are worth watching. But the tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if you first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more on FanDuel. LockedOn BC, AJ Black. If you have not done so already... Make sure, I'm telling you folks, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you have multiple Gmail accounts, do it as many accounts that you have. We're getting closer to 1,000, and it would help me out tremendously if we got there by next football season. Uh, we're ticking up slowly, so just do that. Your mission, go out there, hit that subscribe button. Get your friends to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. We want to build up podcasts so that it gets more views, and I think you guys can help me with that. So, all right, under the radar players on defense. The defense is, is going to have a bit of a of a, a change, I think. You're seeing more players. I, you know, obviously Donovan Azaraku is going to get a lot of press. Elijah Jones. You're going to hear more about Cam Arnold. Uh, hopefully that he takes that next step. But who are some other players that we're not talking about that are going to be names you're going to want to watch for and see how they progress during the spring and, and names that maybe – we're not um, we're not sure what they're gonna uh, bring. Now on the defensive end, we has Donovan Azarak, who's gonna be one of the best in the country, uh, ACC, I believe. On the other end is a big question mark. It could be Shida Salah. He's back. He could have a. He could be that other starting defensive end. But there's other uh, other guys. Nito Ekpala, who we all talk about on this podcast. The other one I want to talk about is Edward Kalengi who was a true freshman last year. We saw play a little bit near the end of that year, that season. And I saw flashes of him. He wasn't uh, a super like game breaker, but I saw flashes of what he could bring. And he definitely is a name. I'm interested to see, Um, you know, we talk about Salah a lot as a guy who there's been a lot of, you know, the the staff love him and he's a big dude. He's six, five, six, six or something like that, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy long enough. 
And that's football, right? So that who's the next guy up? Kalengi could definitely be that guy. Um, he's a kid from Canada. I think he's uh, an interesting one I'm interested in watching out for. Also on the defensive line, while we're on that, I want to talk about Nigel Tate. Now, Buzian Wook is gone. He's he's going to be having his pro day tomorrow. Um, Isaiah Henderson is gone, which leaves you some of the other guys that I think will be up the middle, which is going to be Quan Williams and Owen Stodmeyer. And you've got some other guys too. Um, uh, sorry, Cam Horsley. But who's going to be the number four? And it was a guy that I that both Mitch and I thought would be playing a role, but was hurt all last year is Nigel Tate. As I've said on this podcast before, if you ever get a chance to go look at Nigel Tate's recruiting pictures, he has one of my favorite, like you've ever seen pictures of like, um, recruits on defense or offense, like Derek Henry, for instance, or, or, uh, Davion, uh, Javion Clowney playing in high school. And it's like ridiculous how, how big they are compared to other players. Nigel Tate is a picture of him. He looks like a monster out there compared to some of the guys that he's like trying to tackle. It looks like he's like swallowing a player. Um, it's one of my favorite pictures I've seen. Um, and he's a big dude and big. I think he's like six, two, three, 20, Perfect for up the middle. I'm interested to see what he can do. Like, is he going to take the spot of, uh, of the, of boozy, or is he going to be more of a backup player? But even if that's the case, like remember what Halfley did last year on the defensive line, Halfley loves to cycle in and out players, which I think is honestly a good thing to do because you keep the guys fresher. You don't get, you don't get dead legs out there. We saw a five or six defensive lineman play and it had nothing to do with injuries. It was just, he wanted to get other guys in there. So Nigel Tate will be a guy. I believe that plays a role this year, along with Quan Williams and the other ones that we just mentioned. So that would be one. I I'm I, he's a, he's a big time one. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on. Then we go to the second level. We look at the, the linebackers, which rightfully so. I think a lot of fans are really worried about the linebacking backing position. Um, had a tough year last year. Cam Arnold, um, Bryce Steele, they they had tough years. Davini De Palma, I think, played the best out of the three of them. And he's back for, I think, his 13th or 14th season with BC. I'm just kidding. He's his six, I think. But who's another name? Who could be someone who steps up? Now, we saw last year um, a, a linebacker come in that, that BC had um, you know, talked about during the summer. And he was one that I didn't know much about. And that was, and I, I didn't write his name down, but I have to write right in front of me. Uh, Jalen Blackwell. Sorry. That is, that is going to be my guy this year. And while I was, I was debating, I had Jalen Blackwell and Davion Crouch. Crouch is a sophomore. Black Blackwell is on his third. Uh, he's a red shirt sophomore. So he's on his fourth year with BC. Um, third year with BC. So he's one that Halfley called violent. I think we saw only bits and pieces of him. He's fast. I think he is a, um, a, a guy that I think could, could definitely step up right away and start playing the share. So I'm interested to see if he can kind of jump up. And if, if Arnold or Bryce Steele don't step up, will Blackwell usurp them? I think that's a fair question to ask. So he's one that I think I want to watch for. Then going to the secondary, I have two players in the secondary. And one I'm going to tell you right now is a cop-out that's definitely a player a lot of you guys have heard of. Um, but 
is someone I think is going to have a bigger role this year and is going to have to have a bigger role now that Josh DeBerry's in the, in the transfer portal. And that's Amari Jackson. We saw him play a lot last year. He was thrown out there a lot. But this is his big year. C.J. Burton's gone. Josh DeBerry's gone. Two transfers are in. Is he going to take that next step to be a shutdown corner? I know when he was brought in as a true freshman, the, the staff loved him. Um, and thought that he was going to be like that next guy. We never got to see it. Um, when we saw pieces of it, like there were some plays. I mean, you, you have we've had Mitch on here before, and Mitch talks about what what they can and what he's been, seen out of him already. But I, I want to see. I, I'm ready this this spring to see if he becomes like uh, you know cornerback one or two those those boundary uh, secondary players. This is going to be a big summer for him, big spring too. And then finally. Sayoni Hala. Sayoni Hala is going to be a safety this year. He's listed as a safety on uh, BC Eagles. I've brought up him before that this is a big year for him. Cole Batson's going to be the safety. Victor Nelson could de- definitely jump up to be the other safety or Hala. Hala has a chance to jump up and take that starting role. He didn't play last year. They redshirted him. Um, this is a, fo- a four-star recruit out of California. Um, that was in the Polynesian Hawaiian Bowl. Uh, they, they, he, he, to me, has the the frame and, and potential of Jaden Woodby, um, and hopefully he's going to have that top end talent that could actually bring him even higher. But he's going to be a name. I'm, I'm of any of the defensive players. I think he's highest for me because I want to see: is he going to be a one? Is this the year that he gets that he takes the reign as the other safety and gets to play a bunch? Um, that's going to be a big question to watch. So those are my five offense and five defense. Do you agree with me? Disagree? Do you have some that you're like, hmm, I want to see what this guy does. Leave them in the comment section below. Love to hear what you guys have to say as well. This is a community here at Locked on BC, and I love to hear everything that you guys have to say. Now, in our final moment, our final segment, we're going to get into tomorrow's pro day. Today, if you're listening on Friday, Zay Flowers is going to have his chance to ball out. We're going to talk about what that could look like. Now, the Built Bar's March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your favorite time to make it count. Go to Built March Madness to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the cookies and cream puff. And if you want the Eagles to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, one lockdown fan will get a 12 month subscription to built to have belts, bars, or puffs delivered month monthly straight to your door. You gotta try built. Built's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. What makes built good? Well, for stars, they're 100% covered in chocolate. I'm telling you, chocolate, good chocolate too. So run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. And if you win, you got to send a box to your favorite Locked On BC host. He loves those built bars. So you can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. Locked On BC, AJ Black here. And we're talking about Pro Day. Today is the Pro Day at Boston College. And on one hand, this is an exciting one. This is super exciting because Zay Flowers, is he's going he's gonna to ball out and, and show a whole bunch of of NFL scouts and teams, what why he deserves to be a first round draft pick. Now, Austin Burton of Purdue is going to be throwing to him. 
and co- and staffs from around the country are going to be there. We already know that the New York Giants and New Orleans Saints have uh, taken him out to dinner, and they expect a bunch of others uh, to take him out to, to check on what, what kind of player this guy is, what kind of character he is. No, he's just going to do route running and have balls thrown to him, you know, gets just, you know, catching ability, things like that. We won't see uh, the bench press. We won't see the 40 yard dash, but this will probably just solidify in a lot of teams minds. Why Zay is going to be a first round pick and whether you agree or disagree that he should be the first overall wide receiver taken. I, I don't think he will be, but he'll be a first rounder. I think he will. You will get to see. Uh, that that'll be on display. And this is not a knock on the other kids, but it, other than that, it's, it's kind of a quiet. Well, let's use quiet as the word rest of this um, pro day. Boozy and Wuka, Marcus Valdez. Uh, you got some old players like Kobe white coming in. Uh, there, there's not. A, and then Jaden Woodbay. I guess Jaden Woodbay would be the, probably the other big one, because I think, he hasn't had a chance to put anything down on film yet at uh, the, the combine. He didn't get invited. And he, as Mitch has said, thinks that he could be a, a draft pick. He's just going to show it out at pro day. So stay tuned to Eagle insider. We'll have recaps of the game uh, of the, of the day. We'll probably have uh, some comments from Zay after his pro day and, and anything else that pops up. I'm sure Jeff Halfley will talk to the, the press after that too. Um, so it should be a fun one there. Uh, in terms of other news, we, we, Quentin Post is in the in the um, NBA draft. We already knew that. Other than that, it's been pretty quiet. It's a quiet day for Boston College sports. Not nothing wrong with that. Uh, but we will be back on Monday to talk about pro day. There's a huge recruiting weekend here at BC um, on Eagle Insider. I have um, interviews with tons of the kids from last week. But I'm gonna tell you right now, there's 60 kids. 60 recruits coming to Boston College this weekend. And I'm going to talk to many of the major targets that BC is going after. I miss that. Also, we will have all the updates on baseball. Big weekend series against the Wolf Pack. There's women's lacrosse. Transfer portal. Folks, it's offseason for a lot of teams. But here at Lockdown BC, the news never ends. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We'll see you all again soon. Go Eagles. See you soon. Take care.